Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hey, praise the Lord. Michael Jakes here, and we're here once again with the Sunday Sermon Series. We pray that all is well with you once again as we open up the Word of God. We are streaming right now live over Facebook, YouTube, and Spreaker.com. That is our podcast platform. You go there. And you'll find the other podcasts that the Lord has enabled us to be able to produce over the years. Amen. And so once again, we just bless the Lord and thank him for giving us this opportunity. Today, we are continuing in our series entitled Just More of Him. Isn't that what you want? More of Him. Today, we're going to be talking about staying hungry. The need to stay hungry. Uh, last week, we talked about the fact that we are in this dry and thirsty land, which is this world. And how do we maintain a level of staying hungry and thirsty in such a place as this world where we are, amen? And we are grateful to be here at this time to be able to share the word of God with those who have never heard it, amen? And so once again, stay with us, be with us as we go into the word of God. We're going to give you several ways, three to be exact, that you can remain hungry. We're going to do it when we get back right after this. If I can find it. Uh, frozen. Okay, right after this. <laughs> Just once again, invite those who are watching right now for Facebook. If you would share this page, that would be very, uh, that would be beneficial to the cause of the gospel, not to me. We're not trying to do anything personally here for ourselves, but we do want the word of God to be spread out as far as it will go. And so if you can help out the cause of the gospels just by sharing out this page, that would be greatly appreciated. Amen. We're going to open up in a word of prayer and we're going to jump right into the word of God. Amen. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you once again for giving us an opportunity once again to open up your word. Uh, Lord, we know uh, that the need for hunger and thirst is something that is vital to the Christian life. Amen. And so once again, we honor you, we praise you, and we bless your name. Lord, we pray that those who are able to hear this word, uh, Lord, we pray that you will uh, uh, draw them uh, to this place on the World Wide Web. Lord, have your way. Bless us together today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring you to what I 
can call uh, probably if you can say something as something in script as being your favorite. Uh, the whole word is 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 all the word, so it's all beneficial. But I, I do have a favorite psalm, and that is Psalm 42. I want to bring you to Psalm 42, and we're going to read a few verses uh, out of Psalm 42 today. There was a time in my life where things were very dark, very, very dark, uh, emotionally, spiritually, and this, this particular psalm uh, spoke to my spirit volumes, and it was able to raise me up uh, from where I was emotionally and spiritually. So let's go to Psalm 42, reading from the King James Version. It says, as the heart pants after the water brooks, so pants my soul after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? He says, my tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. And then he says in verse number five, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope you in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Amen. Stop right there. We'll probably get back into this psalm as we move along today. As we said up front, I want to talk to you today about staying hungry. Staying hungry. Uh, David here, uh, the writer, some say it's not David, some say it is, but the writer here, let's just put it like this. Uh, the writer here uh, is out of touch with God's house. Uh, if it's David, he is on the run, either from Saul or either from his own son. And he is out of, and he, he misses the house of God. He misses the presence of God here. And it says here, he says here, my soul is thirsting for God, for the, for the living God. He says, when shall I come and appear before you? When am I going to be in your presence again? As we said last time, we got together. We talked about David. Sometimes his psalms open up on a, on a, on a dark note. But by the time we get somewhere in the middle or at the end, uh, we see there is hope and joy that arises because David is a man after God's own heart. David knew God. He knew his God and he knew what his God was capable of. But once again, when he writes these Psalms, he's being very, very real and very, very transparent as we would use the word. And he lets us see what he is dealing with and what he is going through within his own heart. And David like any of the, uh, like many of the other uh, Bible characters that we read about in Scripture, uh, they were very much like we are, very much like we are. People have not changed. People have not changed. Same emotions, same feelings. Nothing has changed. We are all still human beings. And David was a man who had like passions, just like we do. And he is here. He is proclaiming, "I'm thirsty." I am thirsty after God. He says in verse number one, as the heart or the deer pants after, after the water brook, he says, so my soul is thirsting after you. 
And so even if, once again, this is David, I'm going to take it into, uh, uh, take it, uh, make this, this is David. And as David is running, running for his life, he still yet remembers God. And he still yet maintains a level of hunger and thirst after God, even in his situation that he was in. How can you and I maintain a level of hunger and thirst after God? As we said last week in Psalm 63, it mentions the fact that uh, this is a dry and thirsty land. Let's go back to Psalm 63 and just read a little bit of what we were talking about uh, last time. In verse number one, and this is David, it says, O God, you are my God early. Will I seek you? My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And we identify, spiritually speaking, we identify that that dry and thirsty land for us, at least, is this world that we live in. It has nothing to offer. It has nothing that will help or progress your soul. Not a thing. The world makes promises, promises that it cannot keep. So how do we maintain a level of hunger and thirst in this world that we live in when we are surrounded by the things that we are surrounded by? When we have a world that is crying uh, after us, a world that wants our attention, how do we stay hungry? Listen, hunger is not a bad thing. We said, uh, we, we said in our last time that hunger is a gift. It is something that God gives to us. Hunger lets us know that there is a lack. Hunger lets us know uh, that there is a need for something, for something more. And we are a hungry people. Rather, let me say, we need to be a hungry people. Amen? Now, once again, there are those times, and I'm sure that you and I have both uh, been there, uh, when sin... Sin is the primary reason why we find ourselves dry, why we find ourselves parched, why we find ourselves in need of some kind of strength and sustenance because we ourselves have gone in a wrong direction. We ourselves, whether in heart, mind, or soul, we, we, have, we have veered away from the path that we should be on and doing that will bring hunger. When you're not operating in the way that the Lord has given us to operate, when you move away from God's will, when you move away from God's word, when you are out of fellowship with the Lord, you get hungry. You get hungry because for the Christian, our natural state is to be where he is. We need to be by his side. He is that living water that we he sustains us. He holds us. He keeps us. And that's our natural position in Christ. We need to stay up under him. What did we say the last time? We said last time, my soul follows hard after you. Early will I seek thee. That We need to stay close to him. Now, one of the reasons why we need to stay hungry and be hungry, if someone may ask, is why do we need to be hungry? Why can't we just live our lives? Why do we have to deal with hunger and thirst? 
Just do what you're supposed to do. Just live your life out the way God has given it to you. And what is the thing about hunger and thirsting after God? Listen, we need to be hungry because hunger blesses us. Hunger blesses us. We go to uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter number five, Matthew chapter number five and verse uh, number six. And I'm sure that you're very much aware of what it says, but let me read it to you anyway. Matthew chapter five and verse uh, number six says, blessed, blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed is he, blessed, happy is the one who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. And so that's one of the reasons why we need to be hungry and stay hungry because it keeps us joyful. It keeps us happy in the Lord. Secondly, because uh, uh, being hungry and thirsty pleases God. It pleases him. You don't think it, you don't think it pleases God when we want him more? The fountain of, the fountain of living water, it, it pleases him when we desire him and no one else. Once again, we said that the world is vying for our attention. And, and sometimes we, we, we bow to the world. Sometimes we bow and kneel to the world. Sometimes we say, okay, world, give me what you got. Sometimes we do that. But it's never it never leaves us satisfied. Whenever we step in, whenever we step in and we allow the world to dictate to us how we should be, where we should be, and what we should do, the world cannot satisfy. The world just cannot satisfy, amen? And so that's very important to remember. We must not allow the world to dictate to us who we are and what we should do, amen? The world has a the world has a totally different program, amen? A totally different program. You see, because the the world rather when it comes to uh when it comes to being hungry and thirsty and the need to be hungry and thirsty if uh if being like Christ is the goal of the Christian life and it is that is the goal of the Christian life to be like Jesus and if since that is true if being like Jesus is what I'm supposed to be then I need more of him to be like him amen i need more of jesus to be like jesus and so yes we need more of him let me bring you to philippians chapter 3 uh and verse number 20 once again powerful powerful scripture uh, uh philippians chapter 3 rather in verse uh number 10 Philippians 3 and verse number 10, that I may know him, this is Paul the Apostle speaking, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. That I may know him. That is Paul saying, I want to be like him. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him intimately. And that's, uh, that's what happens when we begin uh, to allow our lives to be 
are conformed into the image of Jesus. We become more like him. It's a process. No, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a, in a year's time. It's a, it's a lifetime process of becoming more like Jesus. Life will have its ebbs and tides. Life will have its hills and valleys. And, and all of that, once again, it, it, it's all part of, as my wife would say, it's all part of the package. It's all part of the package. But our goal in this life is to be like him. So how do, how do I maintain a level of hunger and thirst after God in this world that doesn't care a bit whether you hunger and thirst after God or not. All the world wants to say is, look at us, look at me, look what we have, look what we offer. That's all the world cares about. That's all the world cares about. How do I stay hungry after God? After God. It's going to take three looks. Three looks that will help us to stay hungry. Help us. Help us to stay hungry after God. Number one, we need to maintain an upward look. An upward look. What do I mean by that? The Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. Citizens of, citizens of heaven. Let me go to Philippians chapter 3. Back to Philippians chapter number 3 and verse number 20. It says, for our conversation is in heaven from where also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That word conversation, once again, I read it from the King James Version. That word conversation has nothing to do with having a conversation back and forth with someone or what you say. That word conversation has to do uh, with our lifestyle and, and, and how we live our lives. And in this context here, it's talking about our citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. Is in heaven. So yes, so yes, uh, we are to be thinking about heaven. We are to be uh, uh, looking to heaven. Amen. We are to be talking about heaven uh, on a regular basis. Amen. And, and just... Just desiring and, and wanting more, once again, that that keeps that keeps our desire for him fresh. When we think about heaven and all that heaven will have to offer. Amen. The Bible says in Colossians uh, chapter number three, Colossians chapter number three, uh, and verse uh, number one, Colossians three and verse number one, it says, If you then if you then be risen with Christ, and that's who we are as Christians, we are risen with Christ. It says, seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. And then it says in verse number two, it says, set your affection. That's another King James word. It simply means set your mind. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Once again, our minds are to be set on heaven. Our minds, our affections are in heaven. Amen. 
That is so very important to remember. We are to be heavenly minded. Heavenly minded. And when your mind is stayed on him, once again, that brings a level of hunger. Lord, I, I just want more, more of you. How many times have we have we recited the words to that song, more of you, because it's so apropos. It, it fits right in. More of you, more of you. I've had all, but what I need is more of you. Of things I've had my fill, but yet I hunger still, empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. It's the song, the song speaks volumes. And it's just as we were saying here, the world, the world will, will, will expect some things from you. And when we, once again, when we bow down to the world, we will find ourselves empty and bare, empty and bare. And, and that is not where we are to be as God's people. Uh, Titus, Titus chapter number uh, two, Titus chapter two. And verse number uh, 13 also, also beckons us to look above. Here's what it says. Looking for, looking up, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to keep our eyes on the skies. Amen. We are to keep our, uh, uh, as one another song I remember says, we are to keep our eyes on the prize for our home in the skies. That's our posture here on earth. Beside him, and as we are beside him, looking up, looking up. Why? Because scripture says, our redemption draweth nigh. Our redemption draws nigh. And all of this, all of this makes us more hungry for him. I just want to know you. So we need that upward look, that upward look, the second look that will help us to be to want and desire more of him is an outward look. An outward look. Now, what do I mean by an outward look? We need hunger and thirst, not just for ourselves. It's not, it's, it's not just an us thing. It's not just a me thing. I want more of you. Yes, it is. But who benefits from it? We need, we need it for our sakes. But we also need to be hungry for those on the outside. Because here's what it is. If you and I lose the hunger, if we lose the thirst after God, we will then begin to lose uh, our burden for the lost, our burden for the souls. The Bible says that we are the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its savor, what good is it if we lose our fire, if we lose our burden, if we lose our hunger and thirst, put, put it all together. If we lose all of these things, we are not just the ones who will suffer for it. The world will suffer for it because when we don't have the hunger and we won't, don't have the thirst, then trailing not far behind, not far behind without hunger, without thirst, just going step by step, day by day, just living it out, just breathing, not far behind, is apathy, is apathy. And you will go through the motions 
and you will begin to be satisfied by going through the motions. No hunger, no thirst, no thrill, no burden, no fire, no passion. Just going through the motion. And once again, that will not, as the world says, that will not cut it. That will not work. And so when you and I lose that hunger and thirst, the world, the world itself can suffer loss because we won't be there. We won't go out. If we don't get more of him, what did I say earlier? The more we, the more we have of him, the more we become like him. Amen. The more we have of him, the more we become like him. And we know what Jesus was like. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. And when we uh, when we become more like him, because we have gotten more of him, we will share that same mindset. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We'll begin to think like he thinks, and we begin to see the world through the eyes of the Lord. See the world through the eyes of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do this perfectly because we are not. You and I are not going to see the world through his eyes perfectly. He was sinless. We are sinful. Saved by grace. We have the righteousness of God in him, but yet and still there is a corrupting factor that yet exists. There's a sin nature that still is in us, ready and waiting. So when we look through the eyes of Christ, it's for us, for us ourselves, it's a little blurred. It's a little, it's a, it's a little tainted because once again, we're in this fleshly body. Amen. But there's coming a day where that won't be a problem. But right now, right now, we need to see the world through the eyes of Christ. Amen. We need to, this outward look keeps the unsaved world in our spiritual sight. It keeps the unsaved world in our spiritual sight. And we become aware, we become aware that we can see them only through his eyes. Have you ever looked at the world? And I know you have because I have and I can't be alone. Have you ever looked at the world? Or let, let, let's, get, let's get a little personal. Have you ever looked at an individual? Let's break it down. Have you ever looked at an individual and said that there's no hope for them? I could be the only one. I, I've said it. I've said it in my life. I've said, man, this person is, whoo, this person is too far. This person is out there, gone. And you have to catch yourself. You have to catch yourself because there but for the grace of God, as the saying goes. It, listen, we were all out there. We are all miracles. Every single one of us who are in Christ now are miracles. And we have to really not allow ourselves. And I say that, uh, I say that uh, carefully. We, we should not allow ourselves to, to say those words that someone is too far gone. No, 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 no. You were too far gone. I was too far gone, but here we are, here we are. And so no one is out of bounds. 
No one is out of bounds. And that outward look, that outward look keeps us hungry for more of him. When I look at the condition of the world, when I see people that are lost and undone uh, without a, a savior and, and without hope uh, to themselves at least, when I see people like that, Lord, I need more of you. I need more of you because I cannot I cannot respond to the world the way I ought to without more of you. I need you more than anything. Finally, finally, we said the upward look. You need that upward look. You need that you need that uh outward look and finally, you need that inward look. The inward look. We're talking about how you can maintain a hunger and thirst after God. The inward look. The inward look. Let me bring it to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 and verse number uh, 23. Psalm 139 and verse number 23. says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. The inward look. What the inward look is going to do. The inward look is going to allow the Lord to put the searchlight on your life. And when the searchlight is put on your life and my life, we will come up wanting. Listen, listen, <laughs> you and I are not as great and not as good, not as righteous, not as holy as we think we are in ourselves. We are not. Once again, we know we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We understand. We understand that we are sanctified. We are We are holy in his sight. We, are, we understand our position. Okay, we understand our position. And that's never going to change. But our condition our condition sometimes is not meek, uh, does not equal our position and it's our condition and that that is going to fluctuate from time to time that is what's going to happen and so we have to say lord search me search me you could search yourself i could search myself but i may not catch everything i may not see everything that he sees I want to, everything that's bad about me, Lord, shine it on. Shine it on. I, Lord, I need for you to purge me. Lord, I need for you to cleanse me. Lord, I need for you to wash me. Lord, I, may, I need for you to make me clean in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my spirit. Lord, I just need you to create in me a clean heart, as David says in Psalm 51. I need for you to create within me a clean heart. Lord, I need more of you. Lord, more of you. And as you're giving me more of you, scrape out what's not of you. Scrape it out. Take it out. Take out those things in me that don't belong. Take out those things in me that are now foreign to the new person that I am. Take them out of me. I just want you. I just want you. And so if we're going to maintain this level of hunger and thirst, we're going to need that inward look. 
And once again, not just you looking within yourself. Lord, search me. You search me. And I'll read it again. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Yes, yes, there are wicked ways in you and I. It's not something that we like to own up to. It's not something that we like to admit. But yes, there are wicked ways within God's people. Evidenced by uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Oh, yes, God's people have wicked ways. But Lord, search me. Try me. Try me. And Lord, give me more of you. I'm hungry. You see, what he takes out, what he takes away, he replaces. We hold on to stuff. We hold on to things that we think that we need, that we think will be beneficial to us. And, and, and we don't, we don't want to let stuff go. We don't want to let stuff go. We don't want to let thoughts. We don't want to let ideas. We don't, we don't want to let things go. He says, give me that stuff. It, it's give me the weight. Give me those extra things that you're holding on to. I will give you something much better in return. And he gives us more of himself. Just more of him. Are you ready for more of him? Are you willing to let go of what you have? Have you had enough of yourself? Yourself. When you look in that spiritual mirror, do you like what you see? Do you look in the spiritual mirror and see yourself and say, good job? That's not good. That's not good. We need to always seek more of him. More of him. I've had all, but what I need is more of you, Lord. Just give me more. Look up. Look out. Look in. More of him. Lord, we bless your name today. And once again, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to open up your word. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because, Lord, where would we be without you? Where could we go without you, Lord Jesus? Lord, you have given us your word, and, Lord, we stand upon your word today. Lord, if it weren't for you, Lord Jesus, Lord, we would not be here. So, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would now begin to give us more. Lord, we desire... Lord, we just desire, Lord, just more of you. Sometimes we can't even put it into words. We don't, we, we don't even know how to say it anymore. Lord, just give us more of who you are, less of who we are. You must increase. I must decrease. Lord, give us more of you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you the things that don't belong. Lord, we give you the things that keep us back. 
Lord, we keep we give you the things that, that keep us lagging behind. Lord, we just want more of you. Lord, we give you, we give you the baggage. We just want more of you, Lord. Have your way in us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray you bless your people, Lord Jesus, as they come upon these words here from you, Lord Jesus, not from me. Lord, I pray you will bless and anoint uh, going forth as we continue in your word. Lord, have your way. Bless us together right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God bless you, Donna. God bless you, Donna. Thank you for what you do. Amen. Thank you for what you do. God is moving, and, and and God is and God is real. God is real, Amen. And we just honor Him, and we and we bless Him, Amen. And we just want to thank the Lord for once again giving us an opportunity uh, to open up His Word. Now we've said concerning this Sunday sermon series, uh, sometimes we're going to be able to come to you uh, on Sunday mornings, and sometimes we're we're going to have to come to you uh, on in the afternoon. But either way, either way, the Word is here. God bless you, Linda. Uh, either way, the word is here, and either way, and either way, uh, you can catch us live or you can catch us on the replay. We just want to honor the Lord and bless Him, Amen. As He continues to work uh, in His people, Amen. And as always, we want to uh, invite you, invite you to join us throughout the week, throughout this week of ministry online, Amen. Uh, we pray that you will join us tomorrow night uh, for the Line by Line podcast. We are currently. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter number 18, Matthew chapter number 18, uh, and we are moving along uh, one verse at a time, amen? So join us tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, if you can, for the Line by Line podcast, known by some as the Monday Night Bible Study, amen? Uh, join us if you can on Tuesday nights, uh, Tuesday night, uh, we'll be coming to you uh, with the Bible Speaks Live, and our subject on Tuesday night uh, will be the long arm of unbelief. We're going to be talking about unbelief and how unbelief affects both saint and sinner alike. And we're going to, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about several things that happen when unbelief reigns. Amen. And so an important an important uh, hot topic once again talking about unbelief. That's coming up on uh, Tuesday night on the Bible Speaks Live, and that's coming at 8 o'clock p.m. Amen. So I pray that you'll be able to join us. Wednesday night on the Cutting It Right Bible Study, uh, we are moving on with a brand new topic. We've been talking about heaven. We talked about hell, rather, for a couple of weeks. We talked about heaven for about three weeks. And on First Principles of the Christian Life on Wednesday night, uh, our brand new uh, set of lessons uh, is going to be talking about confession and repentance. Confession and repentance, amen? Two very vital and important factors in the Christian life. With nowadays, certain segments of, of Christianity are saying that repentance is no longer necessary. Confession is no longer necessary. So we're going to be taking a close look at confession and repentance in the life of the Christian. That's starting on uh, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Once again, I hope you can join us. Amen. And you can catch us. You can catch all of our podcasts uh, 
on these podcast platforms and many, many others. Uh, Spreaker.com is our main podcast platform. Uh, you go there and you'll find the other podcasts uh, that the Lord has enabled us to produce. Amen. Those are not live. Uh, those were uh, recorded uh, previously, uh, but they are devotions, they are sermons, they are lessons um, on a variety, on a variety of subjects. Amen. This ministry uh, offers um, encouragement and uh, enlightenment uh, to strengthen the body of Christ. Amen. That's what this ministry is all about. We are here to uh, propagate and and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So once again, you can help this ministry out simply by sharing out this page, amen, that the word of God may be able to go here and there and to and fro to the highways and byways as it was meant to, amen. And so we thank the Lord uh, for the vehicle uh, of social media as we will use it for for this purpose, I know that people use it for a lot of things, but we use social media uh, to spread the gospel. And we will do so for as long as the Lord enables us to do it. Amen. And so I pray that you will just share this page out if you're watching on Facebook, that others also may be blessed. Amen. And so we just bless the Lord and thank him. Don't, and don't forget our book, uh, Churchified or Sanctified, is still available on Amazon.com. And our first book also, The Lights in the Windows, it is also available on Amazon.com. Amen. And so we just honor the Lord and bless him. Once again, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back here tomorrow night with the Line by Line podcast at 7 o'clock p.m. Hope you can join us. We will see you then. Have a great rest of the day. And it's evening here where I am now. It is now, the sun has now gone down. I don't know where you are, but that's where the way it is here. And so we'll see you next time. May God bless you.